we're back! Welcome back to uh, <laughs> oh the next episode of the Empty Arena podcast. We are on episode 42, I believe. That was a powerful intro. That is a very powerful intro. The the I'm looking at our editing software, and the, the vocals are off the charts on that one. So yeah. Quite the spike. Quite there's, the spike like it little, is. There's like a little butter stick in the sound wave. When you look at visually, it's, that's where John's going. God, God help anybody that's... You, that's listening to this in their car. Yeah, the, yeah. hopefully or, everyone's... Or first thing in the morning. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, before you go to sleep. It's a good way to wake up or a good yeah. way to stay up, yeah. All right, so uh, this week we're going to be talking about Raw, SmackDown, uh, the recent power change of the executive producers for Raw and SmackDown. Yes, sir. Uh, as well as uh, a little bit of a recap for Fighter Fest or Fire Festival. No, Fighter Fest. Fi- the, it was the Fighter Fest. Yep, yep. Uh, and I believe we're also going to be talking a little bit about the history of the U.S. title. Well, I don't know why I just did that, but... Tis, tis the season. Tis the season. Happy Independence Day, everyone. Happy Fourth uh, of July Eve. Don't don't forget to uh, to leave milk and cookies out. Yeah, for, for Captain America. For Captain America, because he will come visit you. That is a meme if I've ever seen one that's going around. That's a good meme, or the the Kid Rock meme. It's a true meme. It's a Kid Rock meme. I didn't see that. Yeah, one. it was like leave like Bud Light under your uh, under your grill, and Kid <laughs> Rock will leave you fireworks. That's funny. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, but before we get into anything, I just want to address something. What? You're no. going to un- undress something? I want to address something. I want to address something. Okay. Uh, and this is a written statement. Uh-oh. Good evening. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. 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 Have a nice day! (laughs) That word should have new meaning for all of us tomorrow. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We'll be united in our common interests. Mm. Preach! Perhaps it's fate that tomorrow is the 4th of July. If you're listening to this, it's today. (laughs) And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. Or aliens. Or aliens. <laughs> We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as a day when the world declared one voice. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Tomorrow, we celebrate our Independence Day. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I don't Randy, know about you, but I Randy have Curry. an erection. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't I know what that is, that's the jeans. possibly greatest movie of all time, Independence Day. Uh, I think that may have been the greatest Day. promo of all time. It might have been. By, yes, one of the greatest speeches by a leader by, in any movie. Oh, thank you. The, get, the Gettysburg change my, change my mind. <laughs> don't at me. Don't at me, Chris. <laughs> change my mind. So, uh, so rolling into that, uh, so we're going to talk about Roland Smackdown. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. Perfect little... segue, I, I must say. So, so the first Monday Night Raw in the Paul Heyman executive producer era. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's can... an error. It might be an era. Era, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, we... can certainly, you can certainly tell that he was backstage calling the yeah. shots for and, a while. And, and right away, show. right away, you could tell he was calling the shots, especially with that first segment uh, where Strowman and Lashley were basically doing a, a false gun anywhere match. Rest in peace, Danny, since he's not here. Um, in case you guys did not see that, um, uh, Strowman speared Lashley through the Titantron, uh, and I could have swore it's been somebody all over yeah, social media. And I could have oh, swore yeah. somebody died because I was watching it. And they actually let Corey Graves drop the S bomb on live TV. Mm-hmm. He said, "Holy shit!" Wasn't believed. Nothing. So, 
Um, so there was no seven second delay on there, and they must have known well, it was know, scripted. Figure they're trying to be a bit more edgy. Yes, that's a lot of the uh, and not so Christian I'm right? right now, and not so Christian, Chris. Right? Yeah, okay. that is so Christian. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the, John, the fact that you texted everybody after that happened, asking if it was real, I, I couldn't tell. The like, last I, time I we... couldn't tell until until yeah. they're like so like the, the until the EMS were not rushing to the scene. Yeah, and the pyro was a little too scheduled. It yeah. was like every two seconds, it was like, John got work. Yeah, I got work. Definitely really, really <laughs> cool effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, they know. even had some uh, odd camera angles in case but, you didn't know that. Yes, they had that overhead camera angle, which yeah. was really good. Yeah. Yeah, but we're good for Paul Heyman trying to make a yeah. splash. And I think he did. And when was the last time that we were confused whether something was real or fake? Right. Yes, or a work. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it was, but the fact that you know they they did that in the opening of the show, and then throughout the show, you had Graves, Renee, and uh, Cole do that. You know that that standoff to the side where they talk about something serious. Yeah. And Cole, you know, Cole say we do a lot of crazy things in this business, but uh, we have to uh, we have to acknowledge that these two competitors did injure themselves, and they will be going to a nearby medical facility. We, uh, you know, this is not sure. a part of the show. Like, you know, they, they do that. And I mean, that's reserved for when things actually happen, like crazy shit actually happens. Yeah. But, that's uh, the last time that I heard that, that speech was, uh, well, one of the last times was Owen Hart. Or even well, or, uh, uh, Lola. when uh, Lola had his on air heart attack. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That. And then oh, I think wow. after that was the, the pay-per-view where Enzo Amore got hurt when he, his head hit the bottom yeah. rope. Yeah. Yep. yep, and he had to get. Oh. He actually had to stop the match, and uh, yeah, that was the last time I. That was that was legit, you know. That yeah. was. Yeah, I'll never forget Enzo's face as he hit the rope, and then the, and then the mat. How you doing? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like he had a, he had bad cop of ghoul. Just realized it. Yeah, it was it was freaky. But, so yeah, yeah, and that and that kicked off the show, and and uh, in spectacular so, fashion. So now, yeah, Heyman has you know, I, I guess creative input on on ron i hope you know and, and i was watching some clips of like bischoff talking you know, about you know how this brand split should should be working and he was he was doing an interview and he said something along the lines of you know you wwe produces almost a two a, a too perfect of a show where everything is overproduced to the point where nothing will shock you anymore and he's like you need at least one of these shows to be and he and i and i quote uh, grittier, so I I, th- I think they're going to you know maybe make, make either Raw, Raw or yeah. SmackDown. I think they're going to make Raw. Raw yeah. yeah, I I see them leaning in the direction of making that a little grittier. Maybe make, maybe make SmackDown more of like the athletic, right? You know, um, you know, pristine like wrestling show, and then you have Raw, Raw as more as a storyline focused. Well, and I think that's also where the twenty four seven rule comes in too now, because that that also allows for no DQs. Right. So. So hopefully there'll be some sort of I don't know about headshots for chairs, but I would go with maybe. Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. I mean, maybe barbed wire. And, no way. You know. <laughs> maybe I, I think it could happen. Maybe knives. Yeah, knives. yeah. I, I, I think it could happen. Like a gun. Yeah. I, I do think that if anybody has a sense for producing a, a television show that has grit to it, it would be Paul Heyman. Right. Because that was his forte back in his heyday. About uh, as far as. You know, with ECW and even when he was on SmackDown's creative team during the Ruthless Aggression era. But it's a three-hour show, and they have to stretch it out. And I think they have to really find ways to keep people engaged, to keep the viewers engaged. Yep. So I do agree that I do 
feel like that the grittier side of it's probably going to lean and towards Raw more. Some other uh, some other high spots during the show. This uh, so this this whole Corbin, uh, Lacey, Becky Rollins angle was. Uh, had a, had, a, had a bit of a, a refresher this week when Mike and Maria Kanellis were brought in. Yes. And what was one of the weirdest segments on Raw I've seen in a long time. It was kind of out of left field. Chris, did you, do you, but, were you but asking I, that? I did like the use of the yeah, word I bitch. Yeah, I didn't know what yeah. happened. I did so, like I, I did like the word uh, use of the word bitch throughout the uh, the evening. <laughs> it, it, it brought it brought up it brought up a lot of uh, I would say attitude error feelings because because. Because they they rarely rarely use the word shit on air. Yeah. Let alone the word bitch. So I, I, I mean it, it, it's good to have a little, it's a little refreshed to, to have yeah. a script that has a little bit more, you know, intuitiveness. I, I would say to it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I I agree, but at the same time, it's like you know, it's a little overkill too. Depends if yeah. you uh, depends on what you you know what you need uh, in the moment, but that that. If, you know, for those of you who did not watch uh, or didn't catch it, basically, uh, Seth and and Becky were backstage getting interviewed, and then Mike and Maria Canellis come out of nowhere and feud, you know, start a, a mini feud with them and challenge them to a match. Uh, the, the match happens and it ends in this really awkward fashion. Basically, Maria Canellis announcing that she is pregnant, and that. Mike Canellis is is not a man and shouldn't be the father of her child and Becky should have been oh, the one shit. to impregnate her. It was the weirdest this thing I've a, seen. Yeah. Is this a lesbianist angle? <laughs> I don't think it's lesbianist uh just yet, but it, it really it just destroyed uh the the um the, the manhood of Mike Canellis. Yeah. Which is his gimmick, I I think. His gimmick is that he took his wife's last name, which is Weird in itself. 2019, me too, you know, <laughs> type gimmick. Um, I, I think the best part about it, though, was uh, when Maria was off to the ringside and she grabs the mic. She goes, don't hit me. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And Becky Lynch has her fist up in the air. And she goes, like, she makes like a, like a, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. Takes down her fist and taps her stomach. Yeah. And walks away. <laughs> and, like, and like she put her hands up in her air. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. Like, one of those things. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe that's another that's another shock value yeah. segment that w- maybe we'll be seeing more of. Uh, but then on Instagram, I actually I, we saw Maria Canellis showing the uh, pregnancy test uh, that was positive. Who's we today? We didn't see that. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> I did. We all watched it. We all saw it together on the same phone. Me and Maria, we were watching together. <laughs> and I was reading that WWE is. Uh, not thrilled with her for some reason. Did anybody read that? She's I did not get a chance, but um, she's in the doghouse. She's in the doghouse. I don't know she, what she botched. She's been the last couple of months going on social media and making these uh, snide remarks about the fact that uh, her husband's not being used properly. Not her husband being sucks. On TV a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she thinks so now too. She's the one that just. That's the only thing I could think of as far as why they would have any issue with her. But I thought it was all storyline, to be honest. I didn't think it was just because the thing with Twitter and social media, you I always take the angle that that the company is, is approving everything that goes out. Um, and I, I don't really buy into any of the quote unquote social media controversy that goes on. 
um, unless uh, otherwise stated, I guess, if it compels us to believe otherwise. I mean, I just never really thought anything of it. Even the Sasha Banks stuff, I mean, I, you know, that's, you know, or anybody else in general that voices their opinion. I use opinion in air quotes because, again, it's corporately filtered. Opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I was, yeah, I heard something that they were in the doghouse, but, um, I mean, a lot of that backstage stuff, it's so hard to figure out yeah. until someone's fired. But they were just given new contracts, so I'm curious right. as to what that could be about. Um, um AJ Styles turn heel. AJ yeah. Styles. That was uh I yeah, saw that this was, coming. Yeah. But it was cool. That was good. That yeah. was um yeah. I didn't expect that. He, he needed a change of pace. Much much needed and I I love you know a, a good heel AJ Styles. Especially him going after the US belt as a heel cuz last time we saw him as the as he was the face. This was right before he I think ran for the WWE belt. Yeah, right. before he had had that run. He had the run with the U.S. belt. So it was the WWE belt, U.S. belt, then the WWE again for like a year and change. Yeah, this, right. is, this is his second heel run now. Uh, he's been in WWE for three, four years now, roughly. Uh, I think 2015 is when he debuted. So I think at right. this point, yeah, almost four. Wow. It's wild that he's been here for so long. Yeah. Uh, no, and I love the, the use of the club. Hyping, hyping up AJ and getting him you know, pissed at Ricochet and Ricochet and AJ pulling off a good match. But... My, I, I think my only uh, gripe with this is just you've now given this match away uh, technically three times because last week was the first time they fought AJ won right when Ricochet got his title. So that's always that, that's confusing why they would make him lose immediately after winning a title. And this week AJ won again and then the decision was reversed and they had a, a restart and ricochet one so you've now you've now done this match three times essentially and you're going to do it again at extreme rules so you've all we're going to see this see this match for the fourth time do you think it's just the storytelling now versus the storytelling back then i think so i think that the the way that things run now as far as uh putting a storyline together equates to having multiple matches like week in and week out yeah Whereas in the old olden days, when you had a feud, you would see a lot of, as our good friend Danny would say, a lot of backstage stuff. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of backstage. A lot of promo-based stuff. A lot of even like tag team intertwining sort of things where like, you know, one guy would team up with another team or like it would, there would be some interaction, some physical interaction to some extent, but... The one-on-one match that you would look forward to at the pay-per-view, right? You wouldn't see it for you know a couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. and now, just like the most recent example I could think of was when Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins had that awesome thirty-minute Iron Man match a year or two ago. Yeah, I think it was last year for the IC belt. And people in the crowd were, you know, chanting "boring," this, that, doing the Royal Rumble countdown, all these things. I'm not saying this is going to happen again, but. It just goes to demonstrate the fact that I don't think it's just us with this opinion. I think it's just in general. I think the WWE audience in general, they're just, I think. Can't use that term. Burned out. The universe. (laughs) The universe. It's just burnout. They just, they really, I think, they just seem to really, unfortunately, they, they, they dry up the well too quickly, I think, with these programs. Too fast. But, but you know what, though? 
their asses are in the seats and it's making them money anyway. So, yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah. There's no issue with them making money as right. long as they're as long as people are making money. I think that the mindset is you know why you know do anything about it. But at the same time, you know your your TV products. Your yeah, and 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 you say that, and you know we have all these changes, but then the one thing that I'm still hung up on is why is Shane getting two spots on both shows in the same <laughs> week, doing the same uh, shit? Shane, I don't know, but. But that segment was interesting, to say the least. Um, well, yeah, Taker come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, and, but they, they called out Taker, and they kept saying, oh, you know, you're here, you're here, you're supposed to be here, blah, blah, blah. But Taker, very good Taker, special effects. Yeah. T- Taker did his vintage entrance with the lightning hitting the ring posts. Right. Uh, tire, tire. I love that, yeah. that, 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 that cliche lightning <laughs> yeah. noise. That, 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 uh, from every scary movie ever. Yep. You know, at, at some point, like, someone needs to cut a promo and then call it, call out the fact that, like, Undertaker has pictures of him and Michelle McCool, like, scuba diving <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, this doesn't really, uh, this doesn't really scare me anymore. Um, you know what? I, I wouldn't put it past them. They, they, they may use that. There's, yeah, there's going to be, like, one... One guy, like I mean, you know, Undertaker's gonna fight someone one day, and he's gonna, they're, they're gonna. Like, you're not it. really a dead man, Sami Zayn. You're, really yeah. you're like a big puppy. <laughs> That's an Undertaker. <laughs> okay, you are not a dead man. Okay, you are Mark Calloway. You live a normal life. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. So, and 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 uh, I, I was hearing some rumors that, and this is kind of, this is way down the line. But Drew McIntyre might be uh, set up to have a match with Taker at WrestleMania, and this was this would be Taker's last match because I heard Taker wants to pick. Really, his last Taker's opponent. last match. Yes, Taker. really. The last wow. match that Taker wants to pick, he wants to pick his opponent. Oh, okay, that, that's more clear. So yeah. he's going to wrestle for another like forty years, right? So that means if his last match times eighty, so he'll have eighty-one <laughs> more matches. That would mean that he would. I think it would hit the 30-year mark in WWE 2020. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like going to be me. Like, that's like as if I fought my father or something. It's like <laughs> JBL came back yeah. and wrestled. I don't know. What do you guys think about Shane taking up two spots in this era of, like, new you know, new ideas? And, like, if, if, if they want to make a, a leap. I mean, do you, are, we, are we seeing changes after Extreme Rules? I hope so. Uh, is, is that I mean, with Heyman and Bischoff both in the executive producer seats, um, I, I think they could start writing off Sheen as being yeah. a, as being a wrestler. That needs to happen. They, they could ha- they could possibly have him on air doing other stuff. Uh, may- maybe give him an announce seat. Like uh, I mean, father. he could he could wrestle like at the Big Four if yeah, he wants yeah. to do like a Survivor Series. I'm sure he's going to wrestle at SummerSlam, but he doesn't need to be. At every show, right? Well, and, and rumor also has it. Spot. Right, rumor also has it that Heyman and Bischoff are not keen on the whole GM commissioner thing. Yes, I've heard that so, as well. Um, so what I understand is that they're going to try to write them off in the next uh, couple of a couple of weeks, um, if not already. Mm-hmm. So, um, or they have been written off, I should say. Anything? Anything else super crazy that happened um, on Raw? And I want to touch on the twenty four seven title. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I did I, love I, the fact that Drake Maverick and his uh, dashing wife are on their honeymoon in Dallas, Texas, or Houston, wherever the, wherever the hell they were. 
Um, hey, man, everything's bigger in Texas. Yep. And, and she had no clue that our honeymoon was in Dallas. Yeah. Hey, Drake, where are we? Oh, we're in the back of an arena. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> he, he this is my her, honeymoon? He had yeah. her blindfolded. He yeah. Had her, the, the effort he must have went through to get her from the airport <laughs> to keep the blindfold on the whole time on the flight. Yeah. God, God bless Drake Maverick. He's a but, great competitor. But, but it was funny that he was like, oh, you know, the, the honeymoon is not going to be about the 24-7 rule. And he went to go for the hug. And our troops standing there right behind them. It was it's, yeah, it, it it's was, the best. Oh, yeah. It's great. It, I, I, I honestly think this is going to be a, a good segment for quite – not not quite some time. I would say probably another month or so. They keep doing it like this. Yeah. Back and forth between him and our truth But I'm worried about our truth though. I'm worried about one thing. His, you worried about his health? His his no his back because he's had the yeah. he's had the responsibility of carrying raw for the last two months. Yep. So yep. Well, maybe more than Hopefully. two months. <laughs> Hopefully uh, his back. What goes a versatile better. player he yeah. has been over yeah. the years. This is what happens when you in WWE when you give someone an opportunity. This yeah. is what this is what what can happen. Yep. Um, no, that that stuff has been the best, and it it lives it lives across. Like see, now, I'm going to go to WWE.com and try to, and and see if I can find out what happens between Drake Maverick and our truth on Drake Maverick's uh, Instagram or something like yeah. on his Instagram yeah. or on his you know on his honeymoon like what's going to yeah. go down like it, that's it's going to be hysterical it's yep. going to be super staged but hysterical oh, yeah. nonetheless. Um, also, just one other thing I would just I, I want to touch on at least. What did you guys think of the Street Profits? As someone who has watched NXT for quite a while, uh, I know that the Street Profits were a tag team that, as of about two years ago or so, they were like one of the young, up-and-coming performance center uh, projects, I think. And, um, you know, they were pretty popular with the fans. The first times I saw them, I was like, oh, these guys are pretty cool. You know, they're they're kind of athletic. You know, they're moving around, doing their spots. And... um, you know, they stood the course, and here they are now. They're the NXT Tag Team Champions. They won an insane ladder match, the Tag Team Ladder Match at, at uh, TakeOver um, last month. And uh, they seem to have earned their way up the Tag Team ranks. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to take them some time to really, I think, hit their stride more. But um, I was I was surprised they brought them up to Raw. I don't, this, I don't know if this is a permanent call-up or... If this is just like a one-time thing that they made an appearance, but um, yeah, I mean, Raw does need tag team life injected into its bloodstream. So with Gallows and Anderson getting some more prominence with the AJ Styles heel turn, and, and now with them coming in, I don't know. Are they trying to build up the Raw tag team division more? We'll see. Who knows? Very in depth, Nick. Not what I was going for, though. <laughs> I went <laughs> way too far on a tangent, but um, I was gonna- I. I as far as the Street Profits go, I like them. I'm not crazy about them. I like them, but they're not like, you know. I was going to say Montez Ford looks like Prince Zamunda. Oh. <laughs> From Coming to America. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's character, uh, for those of you who do not know well, that movie. <laughs> my, like, I'm confused as to why, if, if you're a champion, why do you have to why why would you be brought to another show? Because they already had they already brought up the War Raiders when they were taking. Yeah, it, yeah. It seems and that silly. wasn't long after they won the tag titles too. Now this is the same thing that happened again. The, the Street Profits haven't had the tag titles for barely a month or so, and they're, they're calling them up to Raw. So it's like, all right, what's I'm, going on I'm just on getting here? concerned again because it's, well, maybe maybe they're going to get called up after SummerSlam. Who knows? Or maybe it's a. You know what? They a, shouldn't call anybody up from NXT no, right, right now. They should they should just leave it alone for a year or two. Chris, what are your thoughts? You're you're quiet. The street profits. 
I didn't watch any part of that. <laughs> I have no idea what you're <laughs> no talking comment. about. No comment. Okay. <laughs> no comment whatsoever. Um, anything else from Raw or SmackDown? That's... Not really. Um, um, I mean, there, there was the, uh, the the Miz and Elias uh, two out of three falls match. Um, the, the Miz won. Yeah. The, the Miz um, actually won that match. I, I read the results. Yeah, and the Miz actually pinned Elias within like ten seconds for the first pin. It was yeah. It's, well, he came to play. Yeah, and, and what, what, <laughs> what really killed me was right before he pinned him for the first time, Michael Cole says, "Oh, we're gonna go to commercial break after the second pin," and I'm thinking to myself. Why would you say that? Like, why would somebody have some say, say something like that on air? Like, it's annoying enough where they go, "Oh, as roll rolls on, it cuts the commercial break in the middle of the match." Why would you like? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that. Why? Wow. Why would you? Why would you time it and say, "Oh, you know, commercial breaks after the second pin"? You that means you know that the second pin is going to be coming up sooner rather than later, obviously. In in passing, I read a, a weird article somewhere that this is what they're going to be doing now. They're going to be having more two out of three falls matches where they incorporate commercial breaks into it just for that reason alone. And I don't know if they're going to keep doing that, which you just pointed out, John, if they're going to announce, oh, after the next pin, we're going to come yeah, back. Yeah, I thought that was very strange that they... Don't be surprised yeah. if they keep doing that. <laughs> that is absolutely insane yeah. if they do that. Like, like that's like pinpointing what commercial is going to be. Like, all right, 17-minute mark, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Chris, remember yeah. when Monday Nitro... Go remember when Monday Nitro used to do that all the time? They used to be like, oh, well, well, the match will continue during the commercial break. If it ends before the conclusion of the match, you know, we'll, we'll come back, we'll show you the replay. I remember... Yeah. When was the last time that that happened? Nitro. <laughs> never happened. No, I know. It never happened. Never, they, they ever never happened. finished the match between the commercials. Are you guys, are you guys telling me that that the matches continue when the when the TV goes to the yeah o- other things in between yeah. to the advertisements the ad- advertisements the ads to, uh, you the know, ad advertisements I I can only watch so many Chrisley knows best promos <laughs> and, 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 the, and the Ratkeys the, the, the new show Ugh. It, um, uh, it's discount don't forget Christmas. about suits suits is coming back <laughs> oh suits which I don't understand the premise anymore because that one the the whole premise of suits was that guy brought on the kid who was like a fraud yeah and now he's left he left the show Meghan markle left the show yeah the fraud's gone Meghan markle's gone so the whole gimmick of the show is lost that's like just not, harvey specter and lewis lit gonna it, get lit up it's it's <laughs> it's like not having rick grimes or michael scott on the office and Correct. another thing no. about that <laughs> i'm going on i'm this, this is a tangent everyone should hear is this Sakatoa? The, the episode of this, the episode of this uh, empty arena is, is going to be called Suits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of well, I'm, that, that there is no segue for this. I was going to say, speaking of Suits, uh, well, stars in Suits forever. <laughs> Cody stars Rhodes is a great forever. suit. <laughs> uh, so let's let's shift focus for uh, for a, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> talk about Fighter Fest. I don't know AEW. if. A-E-W. 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 I know I was able to I, I wasn't able to I'm still in the process of catching some of these matches because some of these matches uh, about 20 minutes you know 15 minutes long so it's it takes some time to uh, to absorb it and it's you know it's also on Saturday nights BR live right. but I was able to were catch... there were there a ton of like false finishes with all these matches no there there really? were uh, as many as many as uh, double or nothing. So just taking a look at the card, and I'll I'll uh, I'll talk through some of the some of the high points of the show. Um, 
I have to say the the Cody Rhodes and and uh, Sean Spears angle is is interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this, but after Cody's match, uh, Sean Spears came out and knocked Cody square in the head yep. with a chair. Chair shot. And Cody chair shot heard around the world. Took it. Cody took it. Yeah. Um, so a you've just bumped Ty Dillinger, who is irrelevant in WWE. You bumped him now into relevancy in AEW. He's officially on as a uh, AEW wrestler, superstar. I don't know. Uh, they're called wrestlers, I think. Professional wrestlers. Wow. So, yeah, what did you guys think of this? How did you think they played it off in, in social media? From what I saw, I, I thought it was, it was you know, edgy. It was I think it was expected. I think they were, you know, from the beginning looking to push the envelope in a way that wasn't, like, too over the top, but enough to get people talking and saying, wow, okay, well, this is... Uh, this is pretty interesting. I mean, I saw the, the the photo of the back of Cody Rhodes's head um, when he was wearing his suit because after he had the segment, he washed up and I guess you know continued his role as. Oh, he was back at the gorilla position. They, yeah. they had it on Instagram doing his thing, and he had like the twelve the twelve staples in his head, and he had saw the yeah, blood said, stain down the back of his head. Yeah. Um, apparently, he wasn't when he got hit. It wasn't the direct impact of the chair that cracked his head open otherwise he would have had a major concussion i think that like a part, of, a part of the chair on the i guess on the on the uh the uh, recoil might have like a piece of the chair might have caught him in the, in the wrong way and that's what cut his head open i don't know but um no concussion reported for him uh he was okay yeah uh but yeah it looks really uh crazy i mean that the that, really that image gruesome. of him with that that literally is literally a puddle it, a puddle of uh, blood it looks like head. it looks like somebody squirted ketchup on yeah the it looks like someone squirted ketchup on the mat yeah that was like dustin Rhodes at, at double or nothing yeah oh i, I guess it's uh yeah what he was swimming in blood yeah yeah but his his match against uh you know darby allen was great but i will say one thing like as good as the match was, you know, it was a it was a false finish. Um, Al- Allen was great, but I, th- I think the the chair shot after the match kind of overshadowed the entire twenty minute match, which and it had a it, it had a specific um, uh, it was a a timed match. It was a, a twenty minute mm-hmm. time limit. Um, so both I mean both guys put on a great show. It was just you know the the ending kind of overshadowed because nobody knows really. I mean I don't I'm not too familiar with Darby Allen, so yeah. I was kind of until confused. you just said something I had no idea who he wrestled. Yeah, um, so I think that's that's just the one growing pain I think with with AEW. Show in me general. that smile again. <laughs> Show yeah. me that smile. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't waste another minute on your crying. Um, I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but I do know <laughs> that I think after after you know a few of these shows and and once I think once they get the weekly show on TNT, we'll see uh, we'll see these you know see these guys get a little more prominence, guys and girls get a little more right. Prominence. That, that's what I'm really waiting for. I mean, these pay per views. I mean, the, the Double or Nothing and and, and Fighter Fest, which I'm I'm sure was, was pretty good from a wrestling standpoint. If if you're really you know someone that follows all of these guys you know in a devoted way um i think my from where i'm sitting i feel like the 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 problem that i have is that right now i can't really invest myself into these matches as much because i don't have the regular 
weekly program to build the context into what's going on. Right. Like, I'm seeing a bunch of these guys and these girls get thrown together and having these matches, which I'm sure most of them are, are really great if you took the time to really pay attention to all the tentacle aspects of it. But from a storyline perspective, from a character perspective, context, like I was saying before, it's it's a little hard for me to kind of, like, get up off my seat and be like, wow, this yeah. is really cool. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm waiting it's, for. You know? It's tough. And it, it's when you, when you have a lot of guys that look similar, like, you know, hang, Hangman Page, you know, if you describe him to somebody, it's like, oh, white guy, long hair. Um, you know, kind of, you know, five, six, five, seven. Okay. Oh, Seth describe, Rollins. <laughs> yeah. Describe, uh, <laughs> describe uh, you know, so-and-so. And so. But I think eventually these guys will have their own identity and they'll become household names. Uh, one match I also want to bring up was a fatal four-way between Hangman Page, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, and MJF. I think this is like the clear upper mid-card of AEW. Like these guys will go on to do great things in a year or two. Uh-huh. And I know at, at All Out we'll have Jericho and Hangman Page fighting for the AEW World Championship. So, and H- Hangman Page won this match. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, especially, you know, with when you have these fo- I mean, again, I don't I don't know who all these guys are completely, but I would say MJF is kind of like the Miz-ish. Yeah, he's that's like, what I see. Yeah. He's like a beefier version of the Miz, and I—he's I a really—he's really good on the mic yeah, right here. Great on the mic, he and he's—he's he's only twenty-three. He's only twenty-three years old. Wow, twenty-three. Yeah. Hangman Page is twenty-seven. Jungle Boy is—I don't know—like two, uh, four. <laughs> and Luke Perry. That's Luke Perry's son. Yeah. Dan in in it. And then Jimmy Havoc is thirty-five. <laughs> so all these guys are young. You know they're. they're executing really good moves um there were a bunch of cool spots um that was a good one but the the uh, the elite versus the lucha bros and Lorito kid i did not get a chance to watch this match so if you uh if any any fans out there watch this match let us know how it was and uh give us some of the high points I, this is one match i, I do want to watch but i want to watch you know uh sitting down and making sure that i enjoy it because i love kenny omega and the young bucks but the match I really wanted to talk about was the unsanctioned match between John Moxley versus Bad Boy Joey Janela. And for those of you who don't know what a unsanctioned or non-sanctioned match is, basically it's a gimmick match. Yes, it's a gimmick match. It's, it's like is. a it's it's like a no holds barred type yeah, thing. Yeah, like no rules. You know, but we'll see how it goes. Type of yeah. match. It's so dangerous that the wrestling company cannot take responsibility for it. It's, that is why yep, it's an it's unsanctioned so match. Um, and thank you for the legalese. Although there's a referee, so I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, and it's also on the pay-per-view, and they built timeout for it on the card. <laughs> so how unsanctioned is it really? Semi-sanctioned. Hmm. It was a, it was a sanctioned unsanctioned match. Uh, it was a very controlled environment. <laughs> you know, one thing that I just wanted to point out about AEW before you know we potentially move on or whatever other uh, point you want to make about it, I just I think about a time when in WWF you had or WWE whatever you want to call the it. World Wildlife Fund, Nick. Come on, really? <laughs> we had a, a time where there were clearly. I, distinguishable top name stars on the roster at a given point like in in the new generation era you had brett sean diesel razor in the mid card taker bouncing around but those were your guys and the rest of the roster you had you know 
with all due respect, I wouldn't call them bums, but like you, you knew that they were never going to crack the ceiling that was pretty low. You had your four or five guys that, you know, knew were at the top. Then even in the attitude, I remember Marty Gennetti. You had, you had Rock. You had Austin. You had, you know, Foley. You had Triple H, who was on the up and up. And then eventually you had guys like Jericho and Angle make their way in. But you you, you always had, like, a, a yep. group of, like, five or six guys that you knew, like, hovered around the top at any point. Yeah, yeah. and they were always in main events. And Now yeah. you have these deep rosters full of guys that, rightfully so, are all being showcased in a way to show how good they are, you know, men and women. And, and you know, it's it's... It's a great problem to have. You know, you have a, a deep roster where top to bottom, anybody could conceivably turn around and take that top spot with the right booking and, and you know, with, with management believing in them. And I just, like with AEW, I look at all these matches, I look at this roster, and even for someone who doesn't even know much about any of these guys or girls, most of them, I would say to myself, you know what, I'm sure they're all really good. Uh, I mean, they're, they're putting this together. They want to get the best of the best that's out there. You know, I again, I, I, I'm concerned about, you know, like what WWE has is as far as, you know, you have all this talent, all these intertwining, all these interchangeable parts at any point. You know, this person could be on top and the next week, you know, they're at the bottom. Look how many times in recent memory when someone won the world title, like Jack Swagger or, right. uh, you know, Jinder Mahal. Uh, people, oh, yeah. uh, even The Miz, you know, Sheamus, you know, guys who were WWE champion at one point. Mm-hmm. And and look in a matter of two years, three years down the line, you know they're at the bottom of the card. They're in tag teams, and you know it just proved that winning the big belt d- doesn't mean as much, I think, anymore. So yeah, I'm just curious how it plays out. When you when you let everybody in the VIP section, there's no more VIP section. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't that's, that's mean it. as much. Yeah, you know. So I don't know if if the AEW. I'm hoping that they, you know figure it out some way where yeah. they can keep it relevant. I think the one you know? one way to do that is to, you know, and you have to do it now, but you need familiar names. You need Jericho. You need, you know, Dean Ambrose, Moxley, right. Cody yeah. Rhodes. A couple of these older guys should also be put over the newer guys um, in yeah. AEW, so hopefully they have a name for themselves on whatever AEW show mm-hmm. is going to be called. I'm assuming it's just going to be called oh. AEW. Uh, well, and I think they registered the name... Uh, Tuesday night dynamite or Wednesday night dynamite? So Tuesday night dynamite. Name, I, I like that. That's the name better. of the show. Might be. I know my. But then we also have to worry about uh, inside the NBA, and we got to figure out when that one air. <laughs> uh, so just, who's we? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody. Uh, so the John Moxley and Joey, Manella, Joey Janela match. As far as hardcore matches go, this was insane. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, however you need to, watch it on YouTube, uh, BR Live. Go on BR Live. Get a BR Live account. Go on. Get it there. BR Live. And just yet, you have to watch. It's, it's the, it was the, the main event of the show. Um, match was about 20 minutes long. And it, it really showed, like, what... I feel like Mock, you know, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Well, he, I, I feel like he killed Dean Ambrose in this match, and he just came out completely as like John Moxley. Like I feel like I can't say Dean Ambrose anymore. I'll probably say, well, yeah. It's it, it really does. It, it's oh, like happy birthday to Joey Janela. Today's his birthday, July third. Oh yeah, enjoy uh, taking those uh, you know tacks out of your feet. So at one <laughs> oh, point, oh god, yeah, his shoes came off. Uh, well, at one point, oh. so there's a few good spots. There was one spot with a. 
uh, a barbed wire wrapped chair. Um, had some good spots out of that. There was two spots with a board that was completely covered in barbed wire. That was horrifying. Um, and two tack spots. And, and one of the tack spots included Moxley taking off uh, Janela's shoes to the bare feet and then giving him uh, the, what what was it called? Like the stomp? It's that, uh, the leg breaker? Is it a leg breaker? It's like that move where you pick them up over the atomic drop. The atomic drop. Yeah, there you go. So atomic drop onto you know on bare feet on tacks. Uh, yeah, it's not fun. My God, yeah, it just it, it looked like he was ha- he looked so so much better than he has than I've ever seen him. Honestly, um, it like it reminded me of when he first when he came back recently before he got you know saddled with that heel gimmick. Like, you know, we saw him come back, and he looked bigger, and we were like, oh, this is going to be good. He looks fresh. He looks right. like he's ready to go. Right. And he, he was, boy, was he ready to go. He, he, he held, yeah, right. <laughs> he was ready to leave. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, no, it was, it was and, and Joey Janela, too, like, I, I'm not too familiar with him, but again, now, because I'm, I, I know Moxley so well from his WWE days, you know, now pairing him with somebody else who may not be as well known will, you know, give him some more notoriety so it's it's just there's a certain way and you know having this be the main event and not having omega or you know young bucks or cody rhodes main event the show i think that was a smart decision as well because you don't want the executives the quote-unquote executives to have all the gold and then because we're looking at a wcw situation um this is a good way to end the show omega came out you know interfered and you know not interfered but he came out for a uh, a table spot on Ambrose, Am- geez, Moxley. Um, Anx- who, who's Ambrose? Anx-Cle- I don't know. Mo- Ambrose. Mox Bros. Dean. Mox Bros. Um, but no, it was. A, I, I advise you to go watch that match if you have not watched it yet. It was awesome, and the the show itself was great. And then in two weeks, uh, Fight for the Fallen will also be on BR Live, and it will also be free. In two weeks. Nice. What date is that? That is the uh, July thirteenth. Oh wow. Okay. Nice. Saturday the thirteenth. So, uh, so do we want to move over to uh, WWE's other show, or do we have more to talk about for uh, AEW? I think we are good to go on AEW. Okay. Good show. Check it out if you have not checked it out yet. Good. All right. So, uh, what happened on SmackDown, guys? SmackDown. Well, I don't know if we, I, not not much had happened on SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown was kind of like a safe show. It didn't look like Eric Bischoff took over yet. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was kind of business as usual. Business. Yeah, as just usual. from what I read, I didn't even watch it. I, I read it. Um, yeah, I mean, you have Kofi feuding with Samoa Joe right now, so. We did, yeah. Didn't Kofi flip off? Uh, Samoa Joe and then uh, Trouble in Paradise. And... Yeah, I, I th- yeah, I, I think that was a segment, but that was really the, the main. That was the main point of the show. Okay, so yeah, not much. I mean, you got you got like a little Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens tease as as a tag team. <laughs> Let's give it another week. Let's give SmackDown another week. Okay, Let's give it another week. Um, however. Uh, Ali delivered a, a, an emotional promo. Yes. Well, we you know because it's July Fourth, 
we figured what you know let's have let's have a conversation about the U.S. title, especially since the U.S. title was featured in the main event of Raw this week, and we have AJ Styles now going for it. You got Ricochet up and comer that has it. You have the Club having a resurgence. U.S. title man, where where does this rank amongst the belts today? Is it are, are we putting it higher? Than I, the intercontinental because that's yeah, that's I think it, so. Mm, Ooh, really, Chris? Chris I, I, I don't think, think so. I, I think it might be higher than the intercontinental. Who's the intercontinental title champion uh, right now? Well, talking about exactly, well, I, talking about historically, exactly. You can't, no, historically. Of oh, yeah, no, historically, of course, the intercontinental. But currently, I think it's the U.S. U.S. title. Finn Balor is holding the IC title, and where's he been? He's sitting on it like he's laying an egg. Yeah, which, exactly. Which so. really boggles my mind because I was one of the people who thought that Finn Balor not only just being the IC champion but also going to SmackDown would have really given him a huge boost and would have get, would have really opened up the doors for the Intercontinental title in general to be on a different show. But it's been really just relegated to almost non-existence at this point. I don't know if it's by virtue of the fact that SmackDown's a two-hour show and they can't seem to squeeze it in anywhere, but... Right now, the U.S. title since coming to Raw seems to be pulling ahead. Right, and and I would say over the last, I don't know, maybe two years, it, it's been changing hands maybe once or twice every other month. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in 2019 alone, since January, it's changed one, two, three, four, five, six times. Six times. Yep. January 27th, Nakamura had it at the Rumble. Uh, R-Truth won it on January 29th on SmackDown. Samoa Joe won it March 5th, SmackDown. Um, Samoa uh, Mysterio won it uh, May 19th, Money in the Bank. Samoa Joe won it again on Raw June 3rd. And Ricochet won on Stopping Grounds uh, a few weeks ago. Once Samoa Joe won the U.S. title, I think that's when it started to cook. I think early yep. March was when it started to take off. And, you know, Samoa Joe had... March, April, May, a good four, about three month reign with the belt. Well, June, end of June. So three to four months. So Samoa Joe carried the U.S. title last couple of months. He carried it really well. Um, now Ricochet has it, and now it's the centerpiece of a feud with a newly heel turned AJ Styles. You know, and it's, it's not even the show that matters. Like the IC belt, when The Miz had it on SmackDown, oh, that, it was that, that was when it was its best in the current era right now. Yeah. I mean, the only way I can think of, you know, that they can get, you know, get that belt a little more prominence is by having, like, imagine, like, a a Daniel Bryan-Balor summer feud that ends at SummerSlam. I mean, for for the IC belt. That would elevate it to crazy new heights and have Bryan go over. Screw it. Why not? It would be amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I would love that. But the problem... That'd be like Macho Man Steamboat kind of deal. Yeah. The problem, I think, and I'm starting to notice this, I, I, I wonder if this is indicative of, of a, a deeper issue, but I think Daniel Bryan's clock is running out because I feel like if he's been tag team champions with mm-hmm. Rowan lately, they've been putting him... They've kept him strictly to tag team duty lately, if you notice. I don't think he's really had many singles matches, has he? We just had a match against Big E, but that was like a TV match. But otherwise, it's been more so like 
Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember his last singles feud. Like, I don't know, like, if he's how many more of those marathon matches he has in him. Right. But, I mean, if, right. he, if it's going to be used on anybody, I would love to see, you know, him go against Balor or somebody that you, you know would, would put on a great match. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a whole discussion uh, for another day. But, um, yeah, back to the point of the Intercontinental title, it's like, geez, like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And, and now, you know... And this is the weird thing about the U.S. belt, is that it's, and it, maybe it's maybe it's just a sign of like, you know how how, you know how how they book their superstars. But you know, Cena had the U.S. title for a good while, like three, four was it four or five years ago, maybe like three years ago. When he was maybe? doing the open challenges. Open challenge. Yeah, that was yeah. like about four years ago, three years. That ago. That was when Owens first debuted. I think Owens debuted, right. and, and that was one of the first. He, they yeah. had that, and that's when you know that's when people you know it, it felt more like more like a gimmick, but then you had Rusev holding it was huge, Cena holding it felt big. Right, uh, uh, Flair held it for a total of six reigns uh, combined at uh, 773 days. Yeah, uh, second longest reign. Uh, first is uh, Luger. He had it for five reigns, yeah. but for 950 days total. <laughs> right. I'm, so, I'm. I think I'm. I'm more so just talking about like the the way the way it's been booked. Now it's like if someone it, it it's not it's not not believable that well, it's not it's, 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 so it's believable so it's believable <laughs> don't like, use no double negatives it's just like with 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 Cena going for it again and then you had AJ going for it you had Owens going for it that was you know this past we actually saw AJ want you know AJ got it at. Uh, the Madison Square Garden house show yeah. two years ago. We were there for it. We were there for history. We were all just like standing around for like 10 minutes like, wait a minute, something's going to change. Wait, this can't be right. But and it then, was. No, yeah. It went away. <laughs> yeah, and it's and rare that that happened. That was too. wild. Yeah, yeah, that was super rare. Yeah. Um, when he f- had it again, it felt big. And then once it went to, you know, went to like Callisto and... I it, forgot he had it. Yeah, he had it for I a little remember while. remember him having it. Yeah, yeah. He, it went to Callisto for a little bit, then it went to, I think, like Baron Corbin for a little while. Uh, AJ Styles actually got that title at the house show on July 7th, 2017. Yeah. Right. And then it, all, it also went to Jinder Mahal, and that's when it kind of it fell into obscurity again. Yeah. It, it really yeah. it really fell yeah. from grace. They, but now, they, they, they put it on so. Jeff Hardy, then they put it on Shinsuke, and that didn't even do anything with it. Uh um, Rusev, Rusev, and then Truth won it in that that freak match, and then and then after that it's been better. But um, moving it to Raw, I think, has revitalized it. But even though I do agree that it's not so much the show, I think it's just uh, how you mm-hmm. you know pull all the pieces together. What really matters. But um, you know, historically, the U.S. title was and and. Chris, obviously, you could attest to this. They, it was WCW's Intercontinental Title. It was yes, absolutely right. It, it was, and really, truth be told, yeah. truth be told, I like that belt better than the current WWE belt. Yeah, it really, in a, in a lot of times, even in in the later years of WCW, the U.S. Title feuds and the matches were on par, if not even better, than what was going on in the main event. Like you yeah. had really, really hot contests between. You know the likes of DDP, Eddie Guerrero, Raven. You know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Raven was was huge in that mix for a long time. Yeah, you had 
a, a mix of different guys that were all at different points, you know, going for that belt. And but Hart, Roddy Piper. Yeah, it, it made for really good matches. And Goldberg, and, Goldberg yeah, was a title holder. That was, his, that was his first title. Uh, he who shall not be named, Chris Benoit. Yeah, you know, oh. Jeff Jarrett. You know, so you had a lot of um, Booker T. You had a lot, lot going on with that belt. Um, fast forward now to whatever year it was, 2002, 2003, when they brought it back. That's when they brought it from... Uh, yes, the first from title... The, from the Alliance, w, yeah. uh, from right. the WCW invasion. So they kept, July 24th, 2001, Chris Canyon on SmackDown. Yeah, Chris Canyon. They, they, so they brought it over, and it became a huge centerpiece of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, the U.S. title, it's been one of those belts that I think a lot of people have fallen asleep on, but people don't realize how important it was for a long time. There were times where it was really... And now you were starting to see potentially a revival of that where you're going to see the U.S. title really become a focal point of the show more. And I, I think, you know, for the or mid to, early to mid-2000s, you're right, Nick. It was a, it was a focal point of, well, it was, of it, SmackDown. Right, well, it yeah. was also uh, the up-and-coming title for John Cena. Yep. That was that, that was like a big thing for him. But just I mean like yeah, John, you mentioned that and it's like that's the last time I can think of like before this era, you know, before this like new era when like the US belt really meant something. I feel like after that, uh I I just don't remember who had it. I, I remember it would like it would it would hot potato between like guys like Kofi and, and Sheamus and it never really Right. You yeah. know, it would I would love to take a sporkle quiz. And see how many actual names I remember that had the title wow. outside of like Seamus, Kofi, The Miz, well, MVP. <laughs> like, well, the, the currently uh, as of uh, as of today, uh, July third, twenty nineteen, there have been one hundred sixty four title changes and title holders, um, and, and a lot of them are duplicates. So it shouldn't yeah. be that hard, um, except for the ones from 1975 through maybe 95, something and, like that. You, you know the first uh, champion? Harley Race. Ding, ding, ding. Harley Race was the first U.S. champion. Um, but just to go back to my point quickly, I feel like when it, when we got to the late 2000s, like you know 2010, then you know 11, 12, yeah. it became a prop. It became a prop for Dean Ambrose. You know he was on. He had he held it for over a year on the Shield. Yep. Did not he literally defended it like four or five times? Yeah. Uh, after him, it went to Sheamus. After Sheamus, it went to probably Kofi, Miz. Uh, John Cena had it again. John, yeah, and then for a little bit. Well, when when John Cena came, you know, when Rusev had it for a while, and they had that U.S. his gimmick, his like anti-U.S. gimmick. I mean, <laughs> when when Vladimir Putin used to appear in his uh, <laughs> Titantron. Yeah. That's when I think it started meaning something again. And you had the different, you had those gimmicks like the Big Show USA gimmick, the Mark Henry USA yep. gimmick. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> those were so bad. Uh, but now, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that you sh- shouldn't sleep on. You, get, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, 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 it could be so valuable if you have the right people going for it. But if they just, like, who had it? So we had Joe, R- Ray. Our truth, Shinsuke is awkward. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it just yeah. It, it just it became hot potato. Again. Randy Orton. 
Randy Orton, yeah, held the U. Yeah, he held the U.S. belt for like a month. I think. Yeah, yep. It was a literal month just so he can. And that's one other thing too. Uh, guys that go for the U.S. belt now, like that are older, older, yep, they go for it just to be called Grand Slam champion, which I I hate that as an as an angle. Like you should want the belt because of yeah. X, Y, and Z reason, not because it's literally another notch on your on your belt. No pun intended. Right. Pun absolutely intended. Yeah, that's great. It's like I, I it's like if you're a, like a senior manager in a corporation. Do you want to become the you know assistant to the regional manager? <laughs> you know, it's like it doesn't to me. To me, it's like no. I I, I want to keep moving forward. I don't want to, I don't want to go down the ladder again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's always the one thing that's bothered me. But I guess it depends on how. It's not the size of the belt. It's how you use it. I thought you were gonna see something else. Honestly, yeah. okay. It's not the size of the dick. It's so, the oh, okay. <laughs> hey guys, it's an explicit show. We could say that. Uh, Chris, any any say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, fuck that. Chris, any any final thoughts? Any uh, you know Jerry Springer style final thoughts? <laughs> Just think of that. <laughs> take care. Take care of each other. <laughs> uh, about the U.S. title. Yes. Uh, you know what? The U.S. title is something that I am glad that they salvaged from WCW. Uh, I would have liked them to bring over the TV title, which was a personal favorite of mine, because my man, the Disco Inferno, held that title for a while. Uh, but the U.S. title has always been uh, a solid belt, a solid mid-card belt that, uh, as everybody has said, has been showing. Uh, it can still get the interest that it generated, you know, Decades ago, I, I would love to see a, a one-off match where they do like uh, the like the U.S. title holder versus the U.K. championship holder mm. for like like do it on like July Fourth of every year for uh, for, for dominance, like bragging yeah. rights. Yeah, for like bra- like yeah, exactly like bragging rights or like call it like WWE American Revolution or something like that. Yeah, that would they're be really cool. About the American I, I, I actually like that. That would be really cool. Right? Like it could be a mid-card type mid-card matchup, a, a, a mid-card style pay-per-view where the final. Match is uh, Ricochet versus what was it, Walter? Name? It's Walter, as uh, <laughs> Nigel McGuinness would say. It's Walter. I'm like, Walter. Oh. I'm like, Walter. Okay. What? Meanwhile, that, that guy, if you have, the way he knife edge chops people, it's it's overhand chops people, whatever. It's he, scary. Judo chop. <laughs> Walter looks like if you maxed out like one or two, like if you maxed out the like upper body portion of a creator wrestler. So so Danny's creative wrestler. Uh, yeah, basically Danny's creative wrestler. If you max, yeah, but the, but the legs are paper thin. So Danny's creative wrestler. Yeah, so Danny's creative wrestler. C A W for those uh, so for those video gamers out there. Um, but let us know what you guys think. Let us know you know about the what you think about the U S title. Who should who should go for it next? Who should you know should should it be As, kept aside from A J? You know who who else you got in mind out? Yeah, what's a good SummerSlam feud for whoever has it? Is it uh, you know is it Ricochet and, and and AJ against, or you know, I don't know, Sheamus Cesaro is, is should Cesaro be in the mix? Um, Cesaro's it's a, not a bad, you tell not a bad option. Uh, Alistair Black, Alistair Black, Alistair. that could be a cool match. But, yep. Just as an aside, who do you think's knocking on the door? Is it Bray Wyatt? 
No, it's it's someone telling Alistair Black to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's too obvious that they're trying to make it seem like Bray Wyatt's someone that's knocking on the door, but I don't know. Hey man, that I'm going to be the new be US title holder, holder man. Opportunity. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good I mean, they would probably have a good match, don't get me wrong, but that's not the way to debut re-debut no. Bray Wyatt. You got to have him come in and really shock people. And um hot take right here. I think Bray is going to feud with The Miz because The Miz is going to get a few more wins under his belt. He's going to be, you know... He might uh, challenge for a title. Yeah, he may challenge for a title, but lately, as as Miz has been walking through the halls, you see the weird toys, like the the vulture and the... Right. uh, The the girl, Annabelle-looking thing. Yeah. Um, Annabelle-looking. Yeah. So is that? I think that's it, right? Is that? Is yeah, that, is I that think it? so. I think that would be it. Tell I us think we done did it. it. Yeah. So everyone, uh, enjoy your July Fourth Independence Day. Happy and safe. Don't go blowing your hands off. Don't, don't pull. Your please. Don't, yeah. Exactly. Oh, um, fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> be safe. Don't get um, any whisker do's or whisker don'ts. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to us at uh, Empty Reader Show on Twitter. Go to Gmail Empty Reader Podcast at Gmail dot com. Check us out on Instagram for Andrew's memes that are no longer dank. They're just meh. They're, ju- they're just they're just meh. They're, they're just they're meh. They're memes. The memes. Um, S- we're not your- a, we're not on Snapchat yet. We don't have Twitch. We don't have Tout. We don't have uh, Tumblr, Reddit, MySpace, MySpace, Bumble, uh, uh, Grinder. We don't have Sparkle uh, accounts. Sp- Sporkle, yeah. Sporkle, Sporkle. <laughs> and make sure... Uh, hometown. And, uh... <laughs> Angel Fire. When, if, if you're listening to this on July 4th weekend at any point, send us your patriotic pics. If there's uh, if there's some good memes, you know, featuring Mr. America or... Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Or Kurt Angle or the Patriot. Kurt Angle. Or if you got a good wrestling shirt. Or if you just want to send us a picture of you in your... You know, in your uh, clothing, obviously. Clothing yeah, please, please no be nudes, no nudes. But if you want to send us no, no Richard picks, please. Of a, of of a, no Barilla pasta <laughs> nudes, please. Um, yeah, send us your patriotic wrestling references over the over the course of the weekend. Hashtag America. Hashtag Empty Arena does America. Good night, guys. Good night. Later. Peace out, everybody. This has been an Awesome Studios production.